another episode of this podcast is for nerds. And uh, this is my first episode that I had proposed. Um, I wanted to talk with these fine gentlemen about uh, formative music, things that laid the foundations, things that uh, make you the weird way that you are today. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to lead things off. And uh, we're going to kick things off with <clears throat> a formative alternative album for me. Uh, and it was the album 16 Stone by Bush. Um, in particular, we're gonna call out Come Down. Um, I remember this track, this album, being absolutely everywhere. Um, it, this this album was so huge, and this was in the post-grunge era where, I mean, grunge had laid down a, an amazing uh, groundwork for just alternative and rock really making a resurgence, and with this being so mainstream, I mean, this, I took some notes, like this peaked at number four on the Billboard 200. There were five singles off of this. Um, so there was Everything Zen that actually was released on my birthday in 95. Hey, nice. Little Things, Come Down, Glycerine, and Machine Head. But like I said, this album was everywhere. Everyone knew uh, like this album or stuff off of this album. It was just absolutely monstrous. Yeah, I feel like I was, I mean, you said 95 this came out? Seven the Seven? Came out December of 94, and okay. uh, yep, the first single was released in January of 95. I was going to say, I feel like I remember hearing Glycerine all the time, and I would have, I was like three or four yeah. when this Absolutely. was blowing up. So. Yep, so, and, and spring break 1996, so we would have been, I think, three at that point. Yeah. Um, Gavin played Glycerine live on MTV Spring Break in the rain, and I vividly <laughs> remember seeing this. I don't know that I had seen it like when it had first aired, but I remember them just playing that nonstop that whole summer of just like an iconic uh, just performance of, of a song that was huge in the time. But this one really laid a lot of groundwork for me sonically and prep for. Um, things that were out at the same time, so like Silverchair was also huge at the time, so I was big into that. Uh, but then, like subsequently, things like Finger Eleven and Breaking Benjamin, like the like those bands, absolutely uh, had listened to uh, like Bush, like in coming up. And it was funny actually. Uh, ben talked about like when they did um, a cover of Wood with Gavin singing with them. He Ooh. Ben talked, and it's so good too. Um, and one of my basses uh, are being played uh, on that album or on that uh, live track, and it's always oh, oh my god, it's just that real, perf that perfect gritty bass tone. Real quick, um, you say your basses. What is what are you talking about again? Uh, can, you, can you get a what? Is, what do you mean? Better Mouse Trap Guitars. Oh, shameless plug. At Better Mouse Trap Guitars on Instagram. Keeper is check eight. out episode seven. I yeah, think. I think. What do you do? You build? I do. You build. You build. build whoa, and kind of a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sick. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, uh, Ben from Breaking Benjamin talks about. Uh, how formative um, uh, Bush was to him and like playing along and learning guitar to playing those songs. So that was really cool to see like another band that I love uh, that like this was a formative album and a band like for those guys. I remember finding when I was in high school, I found this album at a library that I volunteered at and like oh, wow. I took it home and I was like, I think I know who this is. But I was like looking for music, right? And I couldn't like, 
<laughs> sounds so weird. I couldn't openly listen to the music I wanted to. Yeah. So I had to like find ways. Like I found a Poison album that I didn't really listen. I didn't really like, and then like I found this album, and I was like, this is awesome. This is all stuff I've heard like on K Rock growing up. Didn't know it was all Ooh, the same album. I forgot you're in the K Rock. Oh yeah. yeah, that's so cool, dude. <laughs> the things that we miss being most, in the Midwest. Yeah, most legendary radio station probably in the U.S. Oh, like, I definitely besides we, NPR. I definitely I grew up listening to like Kevin and Bean in the morning, like. And not, I mean, probably shouldn't have been like in seventh yeah. grade. But Kevin and Bean, you know, the original Love Line, you know, Doctor Drew and like, oh, my God. oh yeah, Doctor Drew, Corolla, that. that was like, that was my, that was where my was my escape because like everything else is just like not good. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember this album specifically because I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. And the library, I don't know why the library had it. Honestly, it wasn't yeah. like. Something you think you should see in the CD section, but yeah, this album was awesome. Yeah, like, I love it. Every cover to cover, like I'll still not sure when to listen to that day. I'll put this on. This is a yeah, this bangers top to bottom. Good jammer, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, excellent choice, Kiefer. Thank you. I like it. It's kind of funny too because you said the formative things of what people started listening to. I feel like in my like musical time, everyone at some point started playing Metallica. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's they fair. started Absolutely. with Smoke on the Water, and then it was just Metallica for a year, and then you branch off into whatever you're gonna do. It's so funny. Is that unique to us because of School of Rock? Why is it? Why is it Smoke on the Water? I actually water? didn't listen to. I didn't watch School of Rock. Okay, all the way through. I think it was one of those. Just it was those ubiquitous things, like where it was just like, yes, this is everywhere and it's uh, so easy to play easy, I guess it, it's, it's simple and uh, it, like at the time too I mean there was a lot of like weird experimental shit going on but that was a very straightforward just dark 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 yeah. I think for me it was it was that and then crazy uh, crazy train oh. by Sabbath not an easy one to play not an easy that one was my no. progression though. yeah I learned I that one at church actually really huh? yes I did <laughs> we played it in front of the church and I think like half the adults didn't know what it was like oh the kids are playing bass I was like yeah we're playing bass we're on a crazy train <laughs> have I, have <laughs> I told the story when I saw him live no. it, it was at a hard rock cafe in New York City we were just there for a trip to New York City and like he just randomly showed up on the marquee with, and it was when Zach Wilde was playing for them, Ooh. and they played that. It was fucking awesome. That's, yeah. Oh, that's great. I like <laughs> that. I like that a lot. He still had it. But I love that progression for you. Smoke on the water, straight to crazy train. Yeah. And that's a, that bass, the bass on that song is fucking hard. Again, like, it was all the things, like, I did Smoke on the Water, I did Crazy Train, and I did, um, uh, it was, uh, the Eurythmics. Oh. Sweet Dreams. Yeah. Ooh, and great. then I did, like, Maryland Sweet Dreams oh, of course and then like learned how to detune my bass and started doing corn so I did B-A-D for a long time before not realizing it was going to mess up the neck of my bass because I was just like cranking that B string on there yep. but I was like just playing like monkeys you all want a single say fuck that fuck that fuck that what's going on today oh so good you're actually teasing a future song in this playlist alright Zach this is you so okay you I, I messed up actually so okay we I, was just throwing, I was just throwing songs in here All right, that I doing? liked and realistically this one isn't as formative but I think we talked about it earlier my first inkling of anything hardcore alternative metal whatever was actually from that Mountain Dew commercial okay featuring magical chatting Tatum. oh what I don't remember the name of the song though crawling it was in uh, crawling in the dark by Hoobastank and let's be fair Hoobastank is not a heavy band 
No. But for like me at the time, like what, what, what did that commercial come out? So Fast and Furious, the first one. So it would have been probably 2001, 2002. Okay, so I was 11. Yeah. And so, you know, I also wasn't fitting in with like what I was supposed to be listening to or doing. I wasn't fitting in with anybody in my family. I was just like that outcast kind of guy. So just these chord progressions, these riffs was very different for me. And I'm a very... Yeah audio visual type person type learner so like just even in the commercial fast cars high horsepower yeah a flip fast and furious which i wasn't allowed to watch again yeah but you know just that cutscene. yeah just that cutscene of them flipping over the car and like yep. i forgot my i forgot my dude you know channing table and tra- channeling vin diesel which is <laughs> so <hilarious>. random <laughs> so even just that one little part and go find the commercial Calvin will probably find a weird yeah. edit where like I'm driving the car and he's in the passenger seat or something like that and Kiefer can be the guy holding the Mountain Dew I'm sure Calvin will come up with some wild stuff for that <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was what started for me because I was like what is this I just all I remember yeah. from that even before you could like Google songs was like yeah. Crawling in the Dark was all I had to go off of and then like it started my musical progression of like when I started going to school and heard In of the State which is what I said the first time but it actually was going back to this. This, was, the this is the leader of it. Of oh, this started all of it, yeah, yeah. and all of my like hidden music searches that I had to pretend to still be. That's the thing. Growing up musically, no one, people had expectations of what I should have been listening to. Yeah, but no one really wanted me to listen to any of it. Like, mm, yeah, because rap was too whatever. Yep. Uh, and then this was like not. You shouldn't listen to this stuff. This is like you know. What's this? Yeah, but then body count exists. Yeah, so like, which is both. Yeah, yeah. Like here comes, there goes the neighborhood is literally calling that out. So like no one really like was helpful. So I just kind of like just did my own thing, which was way more better, way better for me in the long oh, yeah. run. That's when you find your best stuff is like, and I think we'll see this as we go through. But like the early teenage years is when you find yes. your, oh, your yeah. sound, and it's when you're allowed to like experiment. Really branch out because you said you were 11. Yeah. So. Coming back to Bush, 1994. I was 11. Yeah, hey, like, it's yeah. that's that is like that sonically formative like time, and so like this one, and you mentioned Ubisoft, and I I was transported back. <laughs> I don't even remember what the tour was called, but it was Story of the Year, Ubisoft, oh. POD, damn, and Lincoln Park. Oh, there you go. Like, like, rest I have, in peace. I have goosebumps, <laughs> and it that show was so. I had not heard Story of the Year, and like these guys were doing like somersaults while playing guitar, running across the stage. Hoobastank was amazing live. Um, they did a random cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> oh, I um, love that. I remember yes. POD being just the most resounding meh. And then Lincoln Park, I mean, it was Lincoln Park. They were amazing. You know what the trap was for that for POD? I thought when I found POD in high school, I finally found a band that I could show my parents that I wasn't going to get in trouble for because it's a Christian band. Yep. And they just hated that it wasn't what they wanted me to listen to. I was like, you know what? I can't win, so fuck this. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. Yep. Like, <laughs> fuck this noise. And even, I mean, honestly, POD has a soft spot in my heart, too, because that's when I really started seeing someone who looked like me that was doing this kind of music. That's fair. That's super And I fair. didn't have oh, that yeah. before. I mean, yeah. I had Hendrix, but like... I didn't really want to emulate Hendrix. Like, I like yeah, him. Why? I didn't want to choke him. I, you know, rest in peace. But I didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that so yeah, Hoobastank was my first. Uh, I love that. foray into. Uh, I love that. And we joked about it earlier. Like the reason came out, and that was the reason I stopped listening because I, <laughs> I got heavier and heavier into music. And granted, like we're gonna call out some bands here. Everyone has their thing, musician-wise. Great yep. for your success. Proud Absolutely. of you. Great job. 
not having to like someone doesn't mean you don't like the music. It's just this yeah, what it is. Just so. didn't didn't groove with that album. Didn't groove with the album. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're richer than we are. So hey, I, I assume I don't know. You could say our name. You could say Hoobastank. thing. People would have some recollection of what Hoobastank thing. Yeah, is. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. This is mine. So mine's mine are going to be very weird. I'm not all heavy. I have some heavy, but okay. So um, this came out. This is We Are the Union. They are a ska band from Ann Arbor. They're oh. arguably one of the biggest ska bands still doing music right now. Okay. Um, and Is that an easy thing to do? He, probably, <laughs> yeah. We're in like the what, fifth wave ska or something like that. Is it back? It is back, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. sick. Um, there's actually, so... Um, Scottoo Network on YouTube, if you're familiar with them. No. <laughs> okay, so they, they take popular songs and make them into ska. Oh my god, I'm so in for this. Highly recommend them. Go check them out. They're amazing. Okay. Uh, they recently became a member of this band. Oh, oh they, no kidding. So they weren't a member when this album came out. This was, I was in high school when this came out. Okay. Um, so they're very, very ska. Um, but. It, it was nothing I had ever heard before. I never listened to ska, and so I was going to a lot of shows in Ann Arbor. Um, I did nine years of Catholic school, and then I this find, was your sweet release. Yes, this was this was absolutely no my sweet pun release. Intended. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah, this was my first time like getting to hear some like not religious music. Basically, oh, I was I was starting man. to make friends in Ann Arbor, and they're like, "You got to come to these shows." and and so I've seen them a million times. There's uh, the Metal Frat in Ann Arbor. Um, they've played a bunch of basement shows there, and like oh. Suicide Machines would open up for them. Holy like, smokes! Yeah, good times. Nice. Uh, so this was just, it was just it was like my punk because they, they've got like a punk aesthetic to them. This whole yeah. album is them like rebelling against their parents and like figuring out who they are um so yeah this was just a really cool album um, i will say i do have a love affair with ska just because i grew up playing orchestra so anything with a good trumpet yeah i mean like i used to play like chick Corey and like stuff like that so anything you mix those two yeah always fun and yeah. it's funny you mentioned like church my first mosh pit was at church that's so cool the church i went to had a skate park like with a youth program was all geared towards like look you could be running around in the streets, or you can have a safe place to hang out with your friends. This makes me think of that King of the Hill when Bobby starts oh, hanging dude, out. Oh, dude, that was laughing about that because that <laughs> so good. That called out. Like, <laughs> so it was funny because it wasn't necessarily like Christian rock. Because like when I played shows when I was in a band, we would churches would host us. They'd have their rules that say, "Hey, you know, limit your swearing." And you'd be like, "Hey, we're in a church. We can do that." But it. There's some definitely some non-church stuff happening in churches in California. They were you can't go triple platinum. You can only go triple merit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so now I'm gonna edit you as Cartman, just so you know. We will respect your authority. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, crazy it's to hear like that disparity of like you know this is what your breakout for me. Like I think I got like <laughs> the first time I threw hands was in a in a church. I love like that. Wow. auditorium. And it was just like what it was it was yeah. awesome yeah i don't think there was much of that in ann arbor but this was like i had just started skateboarding and i was like this is like the perfect music it's like fast did they just do like the bounce just everybody oh, was just of course, doing, like, every, like hopping well the best part is like it, it's they were not big they're big now um but like back then like you just run up on stage with them oh my god and you're like dancing that. with them it's so just much. like the best shit like yeah. and like when they're playing the basement there's no stage you're just you're, right there. You're at face I'm literally level. <laughs> at the face of the guitar player shredding oh in my front God, of me. I love so that. yeah, those are my favorite shows. I don't. I actually haven't been to a stadium music event because I loved going to the house like shows the intimacy and, and the, the upfrontness. Jump, about that. Yeah, 
hardcore is hardcore is what pulled me in for that. That was oh, like yeah. like my one of my songs that pulls up is probably going to be because of that. The whole video is in someone's apartment oh, at a perfect. barbecue. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a, a soft spot for ska too. I mean, there's there's so many ska things that I've enjoyed, but like as as pop punk as it was, or as pop, like pop ska as it was, like Tragic Kingdom from No Doubt. That, oh, that album is also front to back perfect. Way up there. It's it's great. Um, anything from Real Big Fish puts a smile on my face. My buddy, John Moody, um, from GHS Strings, uh, is, <laughs> we get this meme that we send to each other, so if we send each other just a picture of mozzarella sticks. So when you hear ska, that's the same face that we make when we hear ska is the same face that a kid makes when they find mozzarella sticks on the menu. It's just like... <gasps> that, so, so good. funny thing about Real Big Fish, the first time I heard Real Big Fish, and a lot of, I realize a lot of my stuff is tied to media where I found it. Yeah was the Digimon 2000 movie had a lot of like random music in it. Okay. And it was like real big fish. Boston's was in it. And I was oh like, God. that's what like pulled oh, me towards that. Yeah. Oh, like, so good. There was a, a Dragon Ball Z movie called a cooler's revenge. And it was packed with like, um, finger 11, Deftones, uh, all these like metal bands. What? Yeah, the American edit of that was just like throw as much metal into this as possible. That's so. That's random. what got me into Deftones. Like when Goku went Ooh. Super Saiyan, they played Change. Oh, Ooh. dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I find, need to I'll, go back and watch those movies. That's, that's I guess. awesome. Yeah, he holds the bird. They watched you change. He's like you know, oh. you didn't need to do this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Back to Kiefer. Back to Kiefer. Uh, this, again, man, 1994. This, uh, this one, again, this was uh, this is the foundational. This this was the more pop end, of, or the poppy, punky end of things um, for my, like, Sonic Foundations. And this, again, was another album that was everywhere and inescapable. Um, mm. Hit number two on the Billboard uh, yeah. 200. Another five singles, so Longview, Basket Case, Welcome to Paradise, When I Come Around, and She. And I can sing all of those. Like, I haven't listened to probably a couple of those in forever, like literally probably almost a decade. And I still remember like the chord progressions, all of the words, all of this. And this, I mean, of course, this wasn't the first time that punk had gotten popular, but this was accessible punk. Yeah. And it was, and I don't know what made this more accessible. And I think it was... It was this video. It was uh, like a, a weird video of like, this just looks fun. It's random. And seeing it on MTV and just like, I remember being at my grandparents' house because like, we didn't have cable, I think maybe until, I was probably right around the time that this had come out. And my grandparents had had cable maybe a year or so before. And I remember seeing this album or this uh, music video and a bunch of other things like in this same like time period. And I was just like, I like this a lot. I don't know why I like this, but I like this a lot. But this, like, easy, just four chords, just banging that out on a uh, on a guitar. Like, yes, this is this is perfect. Dude, and Trey is going off on those yeah, fucking drums. Going ham. Dude, like, crazy. Yeah, I, Green Day is such an important band to me. I like. It's not this album. I love this album, yeah. but uh, American Idiot was obviously just oh. massive, and yep. like, I regularly. I had oh, a our, our camera fell. Oh, uh, we're still in shock. Just keep, keep going. Keep just keep, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Um, I'm not stopping. Yeah, that album was just so incredible, and like that's actually how my wife got me into musical theater. Like I could not oh, care less about musical yeah. theater, and they have a an American Idiot uh, play, yeah. and it's so fucking. Is good. it amazing? It's so fucking good. Oh my god! And I love Zach. Just 
sneaking into the shot. I see you. I um, see you. I had a real hard time actually picking. It was between this and American Idiot, but like when I'm when I'm looking back at like the foundations, like this laid the foundations for really loving what American Idiot brought. And um, another uh, great thing that I remember about this album and this vintage of Green Day. Woodstock 94 and the mud and sod fight when Billy Joe Armstrong middle of the song like a piece of sod flies up on stage he snatches it out of the air puts it in his mouth and I'm just like what even is this right now and then just gets right back into play and I'm like yeah this is high energy like just fun and I think that's that's what grooved with me for it was just high energy just fun yeah yeah, no, they're phenomenal band. Oh my gosh, incredible! And the first band I saw uh, after COVID had kind of chilled out a bit. So, oh man, that's great! What a great way to kick things back off. Yeah, it was them, Weezer, and Fallout Boy. It was Ooh. quite the lineup. Yeah, yeah. So Keith and I were talking in the parking lot actually about this. My Green Day album actually wasn't American Idiot. It was Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Ninety-seven, I think. Yeah, it was that. That was a, the Dark Horse album. Like there was, there was a. I don't like, know if I know. Let me pull up because American cover. Idiot came out, but everyone, you know, it doesn't like K Rock too. K Rock was great, but it overplayed a lot of stuff. So like, yeah. for me, I tended to trend away from those things because like I heard them too many times. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of variation. Then they started playing stuff that was more like alternative and light and not like I love um, the riff here because they still will play like Osborne all the time. Yeah, but like. K Rock didn't do that. It started turning away to be more appealing to something, whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I <laughs> went and bought Shenanigans, and we were laughing because cool. my favorite one off of the album was actually Espionage because I like spy thriller type of music. Yeah, and they did a great time with that. So yeah, that was my favorite Green Day album. And that was in one. Austin Powers. It was it really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yep, groovy baby, <laughs> groovy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Zach, this so is formative, you. <laughs> formative ones for me were when I started going to shows in high school. Had to be a little sneaky about it because I, again, couldn't like go. I was like, oh, I'm going to shows like this. But this is like the the precursor to pig squealing nonsense when everyone was trying to do pig squeals and be as brutal as possible. Yeah, yeah it was just a lot of that. Um, this feels like Cannibal Corpse, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This band's the Irish Front. Okay. Um, and I got really big into bands that had a good chant. Things you would get run on stage, yell it out loud, you know, they kind of like, everyone would kind of just yell at it. It was all this stuff kind of crazy. So why this song was good, besides just blast beats and just nonsense, is that it breaks down into like a little, <laughs> the breakdown, they stop and go, ah, oh, boom, snap, clap, boom, snap, clap, snap, boom, snap, clap, boom, snap, clap, snap, boom, snap, clap, boom, snap, I can't even do it. Boom, stop, clap, stop. I can't, even, I can't even do it. But it's just yeah. the dumbest thing. Yep. But it's great. Everything else from this band, I don't know. I never listened to it. But this is like a thing you would do. And I remember one time I was at a, a swim meet, and uh, the people used it as their chant, but they did it wrong and off key. Clap, snap. Boom, oh, there snap, we go. Clap, boom, clap, snap. So good. Yeah. <laughs> but like the way they did it, it was just like, ah, oh, boom, snap, clap, boom, snap, clap. I was like, stop it. I want to gore through all of you this right now. Terrible. Like, this is just killing up. this song. Who taught you this? <laughs> Who told you this was okay? Who told you this was this okay is for you? Hardcore do? appropriation, and I do not appreciate it. <laughs> <And it's sweaty. laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, a lot of bands like this were, I think, on my progression of just heaviness. I think it was just like heavy for no reason, but that was okay. Like, yeah. 
So I think this is around the time when this scene was really big. So all the bow ties yeah. and teased hair. I had an afro. There's actually a scene picture of me somewhere if I can find it. But I had like the afro and someone put like a uh, was a, a yellow bow tie in my hair to try and make it all super scene. But oh yeah, God, I love it. I just kind of like didn't have. I didn't like the idea in high school of subscribing to one thing. Yeah. Because someone's like, oh, well, you didn't wear black today, so you're not goth. I'm like, meh. This is stupid. This is a real big waste of time. I like what I like, and what's fun is fun. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to do what I want. And so, yeah, Irish Front represented a lot of, like, just unreasonably heavy bands. And I think this, like, went into, like, joke bands, like, uh, so, you know, Barrier Dead? I've heard, yeah. I've yeah. heard, yeah. So there's an offshoot of that band where they, like, said, hey, let's make a heavy album for no reason. And let's just make something that's uncomfortably heavy and just does a joke. People loved it. It was called Black My Heart. So when I showed you when we were in the truck the other day. Yep. And oh, that's like, what I was like, why do I recognize yeah, this? Yeah, So that's just, like, you know, I love, like, the irony of, like, trying to be heavy and just messing around with stuff. So Dig it. I, I'm always, am, I'm a big fan of chuggy guitars and heavy bass. And if I can run on stage and do some backflips or throw elbows, and that's I'm going to do it. Like people are all talking about these days, like, oh, I got too old for that. Oh, it's my retirement. I feel like I have, like, Benjamin Button mindset with that because I'm getting wilder the older I get. Let's do this. <laughs> I feel like all that time in high school, people could go do that and, like, kind of burn out. I never got that. So, like, now yeah. I'm doing it, and I'm having a lot of fun. There you go. <laughs> yeah. hey, that's a win. I love that. Wait, where are they from? Where are Irish Front. Maybe California. Okay. There were a lot of bands that hopped up in SoCal. SoCal area. And we, mm-hmm. we did it, too. We, we were in a band because, like, it was like, hey, if we can be in a band, we can go open for these guys and get stuff for going for free. Yeah. So that was the point. Yeah. yeah. We were all in a band, right? You were, I knew you were in a band. Were you in a band? I was never in a band. Never in a band. No. Not okay. yet, actually. Uh, an episode that I'm going to tease up, we're going to rent a different booth here and see if we can record ourselves doing oh some God. music. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Dear Diary, today's shit got weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And we can put it. We can put it up. Like, hey, the episode that like is absolutely horrible, but that'd be a great YouTube yeah. thing. It must just. <laughs> yeah, this. I think that's gonna be a video only. I don't think that's going on the feed. <clears throat> oh yeah, we can't do. We don't have enough mics for that. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, yeah. So this is where I get less heavy. Um, so <clears throat> in uh, in late middle school, early high school, I started getting into electronic music. There were just people I was dating that were really into it, and uh, mm-hmm. it's probably the most <clears throat> listened to genre for me is electronic music, and so this person in particular is probably my favorite of all time. Um, they're definitely on my uh, Mount Rushmore. Um, so this is Porter Up. He's from North Carolina, um, and so this album came out, I was, I was definitely in high school, I think, and he was, I think, no, it must have been middle school, because he's a little older than me, and he put out this album when he was, I want to say 16. Holy oh, wow. smokes. Yeah, um, and so his whole goal for this album was to, and I just like this song in particular, it's just got kind of like the repetitive beat, it's just like the perfect droning. Yep song um and so his goal was to do as many different genres as possible in one album so he's got like a super heavy dubstep one he's got this one which is more like techno-y but he kind of goes all over the map with this album um and he's gone on to make some of my my favorite electronic albums especially um he put one out like right when COVID happened and it was super good for my mental health i was like um yeah highly recommend he's uh this is super accessible too. I mean, yeah. this, like for me, like this this kind of uh, 
just yeah like this like that like droning beat uh reminds me a lot of like the um, the dead mouse album four by four equals 12. oh yeah like dude. it's got that it's the same pace and it's that same just really accessible just yep <laughs> i i just want to get on and just listen to just yeah it's the perfect study music anytime i was it, studying for finals and stuff exactly throw on some headphones and like and a lot of his stuff on this album didn't have lyrics regularly so it's just like good you don't have you. to like sing along to anything you just do your work and yeah like this shit oh so good and this was actually so um my now wife our first concert together was at um why am i necto in ann arbor yeah, okay and it was him and uh probably way more well-known zed he's he's super super popular edm artist they went back to back um, did zed do a collab with somebody recently Probably. I mean, he's he's does like huge I festivals. Think, like, he's that's, like that's got to be the the context that I've heard that he's in. along with like the Calvin Harris's as far as like oh. popularity. But like, yeah, we saw them go back to back. It was like a fifteen dollar show, mm. like insane. And he's like gone on to be our favorite. Um, oh, that's great. So yeah, he just he does great stuff. He's transitioned more now. Like he was using this as kind of a way to get attention. Like Skrillex obviously found him from this, and he's like blown up. And so he does more like poppy stuff in his. Zach, I think you would vibe more with his newer stuff. It's way more Japanese inspired. He's Japan is a very important culture to him. Um, he lives there now and okay. um, and does a lot of that stuff. Well, so. I say like I like this. So my, one of the, one of my big issues with electronica early on was that I, if I liked a song, I had no way of knowing how to find it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like I just yep. didn't yeah. know. Like Shazam, super shout out to Shazam, to Shazam for making that really easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like everything in like when a lot of this stuff was getting real popular because I mean I'm considerably older than Calvin I'm a little older than Zach yeah everything was just Paul Oakenfold like it was just oh, like dude. we're gonna bin everything to Paul Oakenfold because we don't know who the fuck this is yeah, so like yeah. LimeWire is just like Paul Oakenfold I was like I don't think that's Paul Oakenfold because it was like it was, it was the crystal method it was like oh, a the bunch crystal of these, method yes yeah, Vegas yes bro. oh my god another that's great another Great Sonic Foundation album there. Yeah, I, I realize a lot of my foundations for this kind of stuff that I tie in with you guys is actually from like animation. Because like my first like stuff Ooh. like this was actually so Toonami and Adult Swim. Um, you mentioned I didn't have cable growing up, so that's something I actually had to like sneak in to watch. Yeah, because people would say like, "Oh, Adult Swim was for adults." Like that's not. It's, it's no, no. It's just not it's Gundam, super kitty. It's Gundam Wing. Like yeah. it's it's Sailor Moon. Okay, sure. There's like some whatever, but fine. No, but um. The bumpers, so um, Adult Swim was made by a guy named DJ Clarkson who yeah. worked for Toonami, and he actually DJed all the music for it when it first came out. Oh, no kidding. So he has uh, he has two albums out specifically from like his time doing Toonami, and that's where like I started was like the bumpers between. They just have like the music. So good. And that's what was that. my tie into that. So it's like, cool, I at least know that I can find Adult Swim piece. Also, shout out again to the 1FS because he did a Toonami thing for them recently. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, a lot of his mixes like kind of tie into old like 90s anime kind of thing and he like did one for them because he was like someone messed up the comment for him like, hey, you should look for Toonami. He's like, dude, I did. And I was like, so sick. Oh, dude. <laughs> so fucking so, sick. That's great. Yeah. All my formative stuff comes from like media. So. Love it. Hell yeah. Yeah, the song is fucking an eternity long song. Actually, I gonna, like this too. <laughs> yeah, I actually gotta cut it up. Right now. I'm gonna check out this. I'll check out this album. Yeah, I would say so. His um, the nurture album super poppy. So if that's not your thing, you could probably skip that one. But um, the what's the uh, this one? Okay. World, Worlds would definitely be up your up your alley. I super anime. Electronica stuff is for me. Like I can kind of 
go a lot wider because I know what it's supposed to be. And usually drum and bass is really heavier on those anyway, and that's where I tend to want to Well, you'll like live. my next song oh, that I pick, so. <laughs> oh, All right, Dukey. Oh. So for better or for worse, this was foundational for so much of yep. like the sonic frontiers that were like about to be blazed for the next, I mean, Jesus, 10 years? And I, like hearing this for the first time, it just comes in with a ride symbol, ding, 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 and just the, not even can of bees, like can of murder hornets guitar. Just like, what is this? And like, you're watching this and I was like, what is that fucking bagpipes? What the, what is this right now? So good. And like, this was the first time, like the first time hearing this, it was like the, the long neck reaction guy, like, what is this? And I like, because there wasn't anything that was this just heavy and just, yep, man, just. I always, I always miss that cue too for the are you ready when I had this in the car. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm either too early. Or <laughs> <laughs> are you? <laughs> so like, this, this was another cool um, like sonic thing for me and my brother and some of our buddies growing up. So like, and part of how I got into I like being an engineer. So growing up, uh, where we grew up, like it was like the sticks, but we, we loved cars. We loved working on cars. And we used to install car stereos. So Sick. pop out the old factory radio with the tape deck, put a CD player in, and this was our, our test song. So whenever oh, we would put like a new piece of equipment, it was like, all right, you know what's going in? Bzzz, pop in this CD and just listen to this. Cause I mean, it had, it had great highs, it had great lows. And we, we knew exactly what we wanted it to sound like. And especially that my brother had, I think, four tens in the back of a Nissan Maxima. And I mean, it, you could de-ice the car if you cranked this up loud enough, it was wonderful. <laughs> but just hearing this for the first time and just like, what is this? And this opened the door for everything new metal, like Limp Bizkit, yeah. Deftones all of those things like this was really the, the the formative like first time that something like this had gotten huge and again 1994 what i was gonna the ask hell yeah. was in the water i was gonna ask because i was like i wonder if because system of a down falls into that area yes. too and i was yep. like i wonder if they came before because i'm i'm late to corn yep. i definitely was not 1994 i was not listening to them um yep. so that's crazy yeah like yeah. and how do you feel about the new stuff they're doing i fell off of corn in I would say after issues I really didn't it didn't like vibe with me as okay. much anymore that's not to say that I still don't enjoy like some of it but it's not it doesn't have the soft spot in my heart like this does sure like I hear like anything off of um, their self-titled follow the leader both of those albums like almost cover to cover are just pure gold yeah. Um, and, and just because I remember listening to them cover to cover, just on repeat constantly, like yeah. as a kid. That's a great choice. I love his voice, and I the the thing that stands out for me is obviously the bass. I yes, fucking love the bass sound, the tone that he gets. <laughs> All right, give me more bass. Give me a ton of highs. Yep, the mids. No, a little bit more, a little bit less. Yeah, a little bit less mids. All right, tell you what, just asshole the mids completely. <laughs> All bass, baby. We should have like a. 
Like, will people see what we're watching on the YouTube video? Yeah, I'm gonna overlay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it'll be like in the bottom. Okay. Because right they have not though. We should put like the name of what's going on. Oh, we'll definitely. Just grooving here and just like what the hell is. Yeah, doing? they're like, what are they listening to? <laughs> and they can hear it a little bit, but yeah, I'll I'll make sure I have the the video and the name. Okay. Perfect. For sure. Yeah. This is a great choice. I, uh, you know, I saw them. My my wife had won free tickets, and she's not really a fan. Um, and my my stepdad is, and so we went, and I was like. Came in with kind of like no expectations, and I had a wonderful time. Um, just love, just love it. The random bass outro, it's so too. great. I love that. So I great. have corn days. I'm not gonna lie. There's some days where I'm just like not sure what to put on. I'll put on, go to Navigate's corn, just start playing, hit start on Spotify, and yeah. just run through. Because usually stuff that people have done like this for the, a long time. The, this is the this is corn compilation yep. on Spotify is really spectacular like I will say that like their algo that they've got developed for like the this is X artist yep. is so good yeah. like you get a yeah. lot of like, unless you get an artist that um, like has just a weird cross section of stuff like it always is like really great just representation of their work and Absolutely. I think that's that's the algorithm at work and yeah. I mean it's, it's <laughs> listening patterns it's identification of that and it just man they've got that down yeah yeah some days I definitely have corn days for sure <laughs> I can see I can see I'm going blind anyway all right Zach um, this is you sir CDC crowd um <laughs> this was high school. I believe I was actually at a friend's house, and we were just listening. This was like when you, people started filming hardcore shows. At least that's not true. Sorry, don't come after me for that. This is what I started watching them on YouTube. Um, so it was just like watching the pit because like, I think when I was like not sure what to expect going to my first show. My first like if actually going to show Chain Reaction. Shout out to Chain Reaction Orange County. That's where I spent a lot of my time actually. Um, I'm gonna go see Acacia Strain. There, my oh, first show. Dude. Holy <laughs> shit. That was your first show? My first show in a pit. Like, my first actual show at a venue was Acacia Strain. I forgot who they played with. It was like Acacia Quite Strain. A starter. I want to say it was maybe Acacia Strain Foundation. Maybe Pressure was there. I've been to Chain so many times at this point. I don't yeah. know. I remember seeing, like. Everything uh, kind of blurs together. Yeah. I remember seeing um, Have Hearts Final California show was oh, there. Dude. Um, I, I have pictures. Actually, it's funny. This is the era of everyone trying to like everyone trying to get the pictures of it. So like, there's pictures of me, like all my friends, trying to climb on stage during Half Heart's last show with Pat, just like yelling into the mic. Oh, it was man. like it was great. Um, I went for the Halloween show where like, um, who did I see? Ceremony. They, nice. The lead singer dressed up as the ocean. Like he was just blue with just just shit hanging off of him, and it was That's like so great. Dig it. yeah. So I spent a lot of time at Chain. Um, anyway, CDC. Why this band's important? to me is there's a lot of that stuff where I started getting into and understanding what I really liked. Because um, the Irish front was cool, but it was just like brutal for no reason. There wasn't really much flow to it. It was just like, let's just grind out some stuff, which again was fine. But this is where I started feeling like, hey, this is like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> the the, this, the, per, the musical side of it was like starting to kick yeah. on more. How you tune the top of the snare so you have that pop versus just that reverberation kind of thing. Um, that metallic yeah. twang. And then getting, like, some people for some reason in hardcore didn't like solos. I love a good solo. Like, you know, just yeah. go nuts, have fun. So a lot of bands like this, good chance, good, like, you know, jumping off stage. You know when elbows are going to start flying. You know. Yeah. When, you, like, there was not a lot of rules, but you knew, like, if you just start going into the crowd, it's just what's going to happen. Like, Bones I remember a couple thrown. times there were shows where people weren't, like, moving. So I would go to the back and just start arms wide out and just push in whoever I could. Yes. Like, you're going to have a pit. Like there's <laughs> not 
So bands like this, bands like um, Jabalba was one of the ones I listened to a lot during this time. Um, actually, that was like after high school. So this was like in high school still. This was like maybe eighth or ninth grade. Yeah. So I had to, to check this one out. This was like 2003. Yeah, so I was 13. So like this is before I started like really going to shows. Like yeah. this is like, yeah, this is eighth grade actually. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome. I love that. That's a good choice. And I don't know if I've heard of them before. No, so. they've had a lot of different like singers throughout the years. Obviously, you know, people coming in and out. But this like specifically, crowd wore this album the first time was like the one I like listened through a yeah. lot. Yeah. There's like a lot of a lot of working out to this song also. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely a get you pumped. Oh my god, uh, yeah, jam, for sure. Yes, get the irons going. Okay. Um, my next one. I'm excited for this one. So this is Alexis on Fire. Um, Which you actually introduced me to the other day because like, I didn't find that one song on the Absolute Chaos. App, Spotify makes some really good playlists, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Total Chaos. And I actually found one of my favorite songs from Alex on Fire. It was Familiar Drugs. And just oh, so good. On that one is crazy. That's their, yeah, that's a newer one. Um, so this band is super important to me. Um, they can't, This uh, album came out in 2002. Okay. Um, and so this was like their big, um, their big hit song off the album, uh, Pulmonary Archery. So, um, I'm trying to remember how I found them. I want to say I saw them at Warp Tour, um, and just fell in love. And, uh, so my dad, uh, my stepdad was obviously huge in my musical, uh, formation, showing me big bands that have been important to me, like Tool. Um, and so this was like the first band I showed him. And I remember taking him to the show because I was too young to drive. It was me and an ex wanted to go to the show. So he drove us and he was like, fine, whatever. I'm going to drink some beers and I'll watch him listen to his stupid band. Yep. <laughs> and they came out on stage and this was the first song they played. And right when the song hits, it was the craziest pit to this day that I've ever been in. And he was so blown away. And he was like, this immediately became his favorite band. Wow. I've, se I've seen them probably five times. I was at their farewell show when they broke up. I drove all the way up to Canada with one of my closest friends for oh, their I farewell show. And then I went back to Canada when they decided they were going to get back together. Um, so I've been there for a lot of that. And um, all the white woman Instagram people probably know the guy in green uh, because he's uh, the singer from City in Color. Oh, huh. so City and Colors are really popular. He's like an indie kind of folksy singer yeah. doing just like acoustics. But this was how from he got this, his start from this to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's what he does on the side. He's still doing music, but this was like his start. So it was like it was such a cool like I obviously wanted to get more into heavy shit. And yeah. this was like the way to do that. But he, he also and I don't think this was the start, but there were those heavy bands that were like also doing like the clean vocals, too. Yeah. And I just, his voice is just so fucking beautiful. Like, how can you not love it? Um, yeah. And their shows are just so much fucking fun. Like, I swear that that bass player is coked up every time. I mean, that checks out. Yeah, like, I would just, like, be in the front row watching him play, and he's just like this the entire fucking time. Just, just the, looking out in the, the crowd. E the eagle eyes. Oh, dude, just sweating his ass off. <laughs> just like, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> are we good? Yeah, we almost lost the <laughs> The recording. I didn't realize that uh, I hadn't plugged the computer in. Well, hey, I'm, I'm glad uh, Windows gives you a warning. It's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> asshole, plug me in. I'm like, ready to die. I had to put that plug-in into my Linux machine, because I was just doing something, and it was just like, boop. I was like, ah. 
<laughs> yeah, so this band's just so fucking heavy, and I'm so glad they're back together because they're still putting out great shit. Oh, that's great. Um, Let me know when they're going to play in Canada again. We can all do a road trip to dude, Canada. Dude. Such a fun fucking show. I'm going to um, have my truck when that happens, so she's going to do that. I remember being scared at the uh, farewell show because he comes out, and the crowd was like, because they're from Canada, and this was their last show ever in Canada. And... Uh, the guy comes out and he's like, this isn't a funeral. This is a fucking wake. And like, oh, we all get pulled into the fucking middle. And I, there were just bows flying like crazy. Oh, oh my that, God. It was so crazy. What is the origin of the name? Uh, Alexis on Fire. I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't think they've ever really talked about it. Like, I remember like the rumors of like August Burns Red. Do you know the? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't. I'm not sure what the origin of that was, hmm. but okay. I love it. I've, yeah, so yeah, Alexis on Fire, check them out. Man, I highly recommend that album's great. Their follow ups also phenomenal. So, hell yeah. All right, Kiefer, this, this is, is a great a choice. One. This I is, this is, I would say, the biggest um, contributor sonically to what I have as my sonic landscape. Um, Tool had been in the periphery since I would say the early 90s because I remember watching MTV. And Beavis and Butthead, like I think they had Sober um, was there. I oh, think yeah. they had Anima um, and maybe Prison Sex had been on on Beavis and Butthead. So, and, and between that and like Stinkfist, it, like it had been around. So I was familiar with like what they were bringing to the table. But then to hear this, this iconic <gasps> bass riff at the beginning, like this was one of the first things that I taught myself to play on the bass because I was like, I need to fucking learn this. Yeah. And like it's still like the first thing that like the first thing that I play when I pick up a bass for the first time is this. Dude, because, same. Because it is muscle memory at this point. And even a guitar, like I, I'll just go to that because it's like, again, it's muscle memory. But hearing this, and this came out um, in May of 2001, so right as I was getting ready to graduate from high school. So it was a pivotal time for me in like changing from like seeing that group of friends to like, all right, now I'm gonna train myself to do like what I wanna do for the rest of my fucking life. And like hearing a seven minute song on the radio, it's like, I mean, they did have a chopped down radio edit that I think is probably still like five-ish minutes long, yeah. but it's still like, what in the hell is this? And like, I remember listening to it and it's just like, as a, as a drummer, like from my foundational music training, like, how the fuck do I count this? Yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> that's like every song of theirs too. Yes. <laughs> but like the other thing too is I didn't realize uh, until I was looking at it this morning how big this album was. Did you know this reached number one on the Billboard Top 200? No yeah. shit. Yeah. And there were three singles. So Schism came out uh, just before my 18th birthday. Damn. In 2001. So I mean, the Schism had come out before the rest of the album. And then uh, Parabola and Lateralist were the other two singles off of this album. And like because like this had always been in the kind of periphery of what I was, was listening to with like Bush, Silverchair, Marilyn Manson, uh, like, I, like I had been aware of them, but not realized like what they were bringing to the table until I listened to this, got this album, just listened to a cover to cover, and just like, it was like the, the guy in space again. <laughs> and just all right well i gotta go listen to the entire back catalog so i mean there was anima and then there was undertow and then opiate but before that and like since i've just been completely obsessed with this band i love all of their releases and when fear inoculum came out a few years back 
Like I went through and I listened to the entire discography basically like cover to cover and to hear that progression from like almost a raw like garage metal band into like this super like just groove driven like stuff that was on like Anima to this big epic sweeping uh, like proggy stuff on Lateralus and now where they're at with 10,000 Days and um, Fear Inoculum which is, this is absolutely amazing. One of my favorite concerts, um, this is the, actually the only concert I ever went to by myself. When they were doing their 10,000 Days warm-up tour, I managed to get tickets for their show at the Fox. Nice. And I was in the middle of the floor, and like I sit down in my seat, and I'm looking at the Fox, and if you've never been to the Fox, do yourself a favor and go <laughs> look at what this Beautiful theater looks venue. like. And like, there's all this gilded, carved shit up both sides and I'm like am I gonna see Tool here like what, <laughs> what even is this and to hear 5,000 people in that venue because it, it sold out in like sub three minutes and to hear 5,000 people belting this out was just like nothing I could describe yeah holy shit so Tool everyone great choice fucker makes a great bottle of wine too yes <laughs> i actually still have a bottle of uh, i think we still got a bottle of chupacabra down in the bin oh, i actually managed to get a bottle of judith uh, and we were gonna drink it um when we got engaged then we were gonna drink it on our wedding day and then we we're gonna drink it but like we had this just like sliding scale of like yeah we're gonna finally drink it and it, like, it ended up being like a random wednesday and it was <laughs> it was perfect yeah Wonderful. Oh, Great sorry, choice. I got caught up in watching the video. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. zoned well, out. Also, I feel like, you know, they are owed some royalties from uh, the Avengers movies because that looked like Gamora, honestly. <laughs> I thought of that, but a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, too, because you mentioned, like, it's one of the things you start playing when you pick up a bass. Yeah. And for you, what's one of the songs, you, your test songs? That's up there. Um, I'm trying to think of the... It's a... Oh, um... It's a Led Zeppelin song, um, Ramble oh, On. Oh okay. my gosh, that's so oh. much fun to play on bass. Okay. It's a jam. Mine is is weird, actually. Again, back to anime, but like the opening theme song for Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Great choice. Absolutely. Tank. I mean, especially with your jazz foundations, like all of that checks out. That 100% checks out. That's the first song I learned how to play that wasn't orchestral and upright bass. I can play that on upright bass. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So good. Oh, holy shit. If they have an upright bass in there. I can do that, and I can play Song of Storms. Those are my two, like... Nice. Oh, yeah. Testing out the making sure everything's that's great kind of thing. So good. Um, All right, Zach. Stick to your gun. Um, we're getting into bands that like were oh, foundational. Samarian. This was 2016 or 2015, I believe. This one came out. But just everything about it, because I grew up watching like CKY and skating and stuff like that. So like this, everything about this one minute, 25, 27 second song. Is everything that I did in high This was like the most foundation. This is thing. perfect. Like this is yeah. absolutely perfect. I love this. The vibes, <laughs> the vibes are immaculate. This is me in the, in a nutshell. So like, and then like you get to the point where like the breakdown is one of the things that I think was like some people loved this, people hated it because it's like, oh, you're saying it too much, or you're not really core, and blah blah. Listen, I've been talking about music and gatekeeping. All right, no one's really anything. You want to know why? Because someone came before you. Yep. Eat shit. All right, that's that's all I gotta say about that. Like, if you have a problem with it, that's unfortunate. Yeah, sorry about your life. Um, but this song for me, I think, was great because it was had the progression, had the music, and it just was the things that like this one of those bands that like I started to see branch. Well, sorry, rest assured, with a heart that's pure, will be victorious. 
and not let our hate get the best of us. Because I think that was helpful for me, too. That was a spiteful fuck. Like, I was not really interested. I was nihilistic. I didn't care about living. And I was like, you know what? Fuck the I, Tiger Army was another one for me. Actually, it was very formative. It was like, fuck the world, dude. Fuck. This was just like, when you hear that move, that's the, that's the, see the muscles in my arm? That's the full swing backhand <laughs> rotator cuff, all of it. Um, but it was just fun. Like, I, I stopped caring about if something was heavy enough. I stopped caring about how I looked. I stopped caring about, like, what anything meant. This was the evolution of me doing, like, cargo shorts and black t-shirts. Like, that was, yep. that was it. The long high socks, pure California. I had my flipped up hat. That was just it. And that's pretty much what I've just stayed with. I've just added powerlifting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, like, that, like, if I were to, like, put a, a stamp on, like, oh, this sounds like something Zach would listen to. Like, that is what, like, Zach yeah. sounds like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And for them, too, like, it was just, it's, like, a good chant. Like, again, good time is a good chanting thing. Because I started realizing, too, when you go to shows, there's some shows where if you fall, you get stomped out. And some shows you go to where you fall, they'll pick you up. Because you're there to have a good time. And, like, I loved being there because my voice didn't matter. Everyone was just going to have a good time. I remember, like, I would, you know, you get hit in the face, you know, and you go after them, shaking hands with more. I made more friends by getting punched in the face than <laughs> anywhere else. Cause, like, it was just, like, expression. Like, I remember going to somebody, hey, man, I was a nice shot. Oh, like, let's not do, like, shake your hand, get a beer, let's go party. Like, it's, yep. you start seeing the same people at the same shows. Yeah. And it was just, like, kind of that thing, you know? So, like, getting punched in the face wasn't a bad thing. People were like, oh, it's violent, it's counter. Sh- shut up. It, you, you have your Taylor Swift. You have your Lannis Morissette. You, you, you leave us alone. Yep. <laughs> there's there's such a community uh, within that hardcore scene. I feel like yeah. I've never felt safer than being in a pit. I would, you I would pick go people. that far, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I mean, definitely watch some stuff go down. <laughs> I, if you're in a, a good pit, you look out for the people that fall down and shit. I've definitely yeah. I've definitely gone to shows where there was. Uh, some uh, uh, alternative presences that were not keen on me being there in particular. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, uh, yeah. this is coming to party. I have some stories, some offline stories for that. But it was really fun because, like, nothing ended up going off, but they very definitely showed their presence. And I was like, oh, that's a swass. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me at least right. one story. How are from- we, we doing this, boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, all right. Uh, so this one is uh, Foo Fighters. Um, of course. Foo Fighters is a big one for me. Um, and this album in particular is very big for me. I, I just, like, Dave Grohl is probably, like, one of my favorite musicians, I think. Like, him and Damon Albarn, just, like... the coffee? Oh, yes, she absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh pots! <laughs> um, I love that video so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I... You know, I think uh, they've had some stinker albums, but uh, this one's probably one of the most important to me. Um, I think he just, like, he's all over the place on this album, but um, I think he's just one of those that can really fit in any genre or subgenre of rock. Like, if you've listened to his, like, Probot, I don't know if y'all have listened to that. Yeah. Um, Like, him just being able to, like, work with his metal heroes and do an album like that, and then also do something like this that is just, like, super stripped down, very simple, like... Straightforward rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Super digestible. Um, But he's got some heavy shit on this album, too. Um, I just really vibe with this song. Um, He's just one of those that's, like... I don't know. 
I don't know what it is about him. He just seems like such a nice fucking guy. Yeah. Um, I would definitely like to drink a beer with Dave Grohl. Fuck yeah, dude. He's the nicest dude in rock and roll. I don't doubt it. Like, I remember, like, when... I don't remember what the context was, but he was, like... He, like, he's big into barbecue, and he has, like, a catering company, I guess. And, like, he spent, like, a whole day feeding, like, uh, first responders. I think this was during COVID. Um, and just like yeah. was there for like 12 hours making meats for people and stuff like that Just like a such a genuine fucking dude um, And they're one of those I think I've seen them probably four times. I think yeah um, But yeah, just there like I, I almost wanted to do Sonic Highways I don't know if, if y'all have listened to that album, but it was really cool because it was paired with a documentary where he went to different cities in the U.S. that were really formative to rock and roll and interviewed the famous musicians from those cities, interviewed them, and took the words that the person was saying about their experience growing up in that city and used those as the lyrics to the song. I love that. So fucking sick. It's a great HBO documentary. It's called Sonic Highways on HBO. Really recommend it. Really fucking cool. Are we Um, sponsored by HBO? We should be. Okay. Uh, It's now Max. So, yeah. Hey. Yeah. We should do the whole Audible thing where we're like, hey, this episode's brought to you by Yeti. Yeti. You can get a Yeti cup for Calvin. You want to keep your drink cool throughout the day, but I don't do. know what to do about it. Kiefer, you want to keep your food, your, your tea nice and piping hot in the wintry days of Michigan? Go to Yeti.com. Use promo code. This podcast is for nerds to be able to do. Blah, 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 blah. I would love that. Send us a cup. There we go. I like that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So just anything Foo Fighters, really, but this album was really fucking Damn. awesome. What I love, I love about Foo is that they're, they're very consistent. Yes, like absolutely. Most people are like, "Oh, that's boring." It's not. It's like Foo Fighters, Incubus. I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, exactly. What you're gonna it, get. It says it on the tin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you please crack it open. It's like, oh yeah, that's, please, yeah. That's please add, please add water. Yep. At least with Chili Peppers, you get flea, so that's a bonus. Oh yeah, <laughs> so fucking good. Oh my gosh, and John Frusciante on the guitar. Holy shit! Now that he's back, oh, so good. Oh yeah. Forced to be reckoned with. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And the new album's fucking awesome if y'all haven't listened to it. And there's actually a tie to Green Day, in a way. Um, The new drummer, because if y'all don't know, Taylor died. Um, uh, Freeze. John Freeze? Josh Freeze. Josh Freeze, yes. So, his brother, John, I think, maybe. That sounds right. Is the trumpet player for Green Day when they tour live. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, this is so you'd be next. This yeah. is you, Keith. All right. Hell yeah. Right. Carnival. Carnival. So uh, if I were to bill this as, uh, if I were to like give you a bullet uh, for what this band is, this is Australian Tool 2.0. <laughs> so if you like take all those amazing proggy chops and like I think sonic interests and distill that and just put like the toilet spins the other way, like spin on it, um, because you're in the southern hemisphere. Um, the, you get carnival uh, out of it, and it is it is amazing. And so my mentor in building, Sean May uh, from May Custom Bases, um, he introduced me to these guys, and I remember listening to this for the first time, and I get goosebumps almost every single time. Those vocals are and so good. Ian Kenny is a fucking monster. Like, he has such a range and so much power behind his vocals. But this whole album, cover to cover, is perfection. So through COVID, like, it was, I think, maybe the tail end of 2020, 
Uh, this album came out in 2010. So in 2020, they did a decade of Sound Awake. Okay. So this album is called Sound Awake, and they recorded this at the Heath Ledger Theater in Perth, where they're from, nice. in Western Australia. And they play this album cover to cover, and then a couple of other songs after the fact. Sweet. And the production quality of the, the Blu-ray is immaculate. It is fucking perfection. But the musicianship and the execution the entire way through the set, it is a decade of honing and perfecting what these songs should do and need to sound like. It is incredible. So do yourself a favor, go listen to this album. Never even heard of this band, so I'm really excited to and go through their... This, like, I would say listen to the original incarnation then I'll loan you the Blu-ray and then to be able to watch like on top of being able to listen to it and like listen to, if you've got a like a 5-1 stereo because it's it's re, it's mixed for like home theater oh right? yeah and it is like all of the the separation the positioning of all the instruments like where everything sits in the mix is perfect and it's so wild because it was recorded live and I mean of course they did a lot in post but it is really just incredible. Love it. I'm already, I actually just looked these up already. Like, I, I love this topic suggestion because I'm like pulling, like, pulling from influences around. Like, oh, dude, seriously. Like, I'm just, I have a lot of music to go through now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, Sean, like, Sean's musical recommendations hold a lot of weight for me. Okay. Because. Like we have, we're so tied with a lot of like the like the foundational things that we listen to. But if one of us like points out something, like no, 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 like you need to drop what you're doing and listen to this like right fucking now. And, and yeah. like, and when that happens, because it's, it's kind of few and far between. But when it happens, it's like. And I will say too that like realistically, we made fun of you last time for like being an old man. But realistically, you're not an old man. You just like what you like. <laughs> I like but what yeah, I like. You, that's you right. guys pulled me into uh, Polyphia. I didn't know about Ooh, them beforehand. Yeah, so like that's good. was all you and Matt like pulled me into that. And yeah. I was like, so you're not an old man. You just don't like what you don't like, which is fine. So yeah. that's, that's I would have to clarify that real quick. <laughs> you will be open to new things, and you will pick it apart sometimes, which is great. Like that's yeah. it's good. So I don't know. Gonna check you on that. Gotta check us on that. Actually. That was our fault. <laughs> yeah. It's all good, man. I'll own it. <laughs> it was midnight. We were just tired as hell. <laughs> oh. Full of sushi and whatever random drinks we got from oh Imagine. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. The, uh, the gin diesel. <laughs> all right, Zach. I love um, this choice. This is so fucking good. Yeah, oh my so we, God. Had, we did talk to formative. Um, yes, I the art in this, and then honestly, like I'm big time bass player, so like Shavo for me was like my bass influence of like mainstream music. Um, so System, I actually so I started listening to System when I was in. Sixth grade, a friend of mine burned me an album with 25 songs that had like, um, I didn't realize what the albums were, like tracking two system songs because like she still made a huge album for me of like mix up live stuff and like, I didn't know they did a cover of Metro even. Um, I love that cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Snowblind, all that whole album. So like, yeah. I learned System kind of backwards because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So all my first albums were really just like, yeah, this intro and just like. The orchestra setup, the mix of like, I really like the mixes of music. So like, um, this kind of setting for them, and not knowing that he was has an operatic background for this, but just the album in general is a great album. And Questions one of my favorite songs off of it. And just you know, system is system. You're gonna get really good stuff. But Shavo, and you know, that's that was my bass inspiration. So I played this song a lot. You know, 
um, through a just it's just a great song, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think I spent more time with this. I think this is one of the first songs I hacked onto my MySpace by going and looking at the source code and like adding it to my page to play automatically. Oh, I love that. <laughs> See, I miss that with social media. Can we go back to MySpace where we can have pages that we just code <laughs> shitty CSS? It was a simpler time. Oh, it yeah. sure was. So I did this, and I actually did like uh, Faint from Linkin Park. Because oh. That's when Final Fantasy Advent Children came out, and someone made an AMV for that using Faint. So it was like these two songs were just playing my page constantly. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Um, I, you know, it's... I like songs like this because, you know, you know, Surge's range and just like the, the you talked about timing for drums. You always have that constant in the background is that constant tapping on the hi-hat and then you kind of mix it in and keep it heavy, but it goes right back. So it just flows really well. And then John with the really chuggy, like really crisp guitar in the background running that riff the whole time. I don't know. It just it syncs together very well. Um, yeah, I just, I watched this out video more times than I can count, honestly. But this one was a good escape. So fucking good, dude. Yeah, they're dynamics. Like, these songs, like, Ariel's is similar, where it's like they have the, like, really calm parts, and then they just fucking go off in the choruses. And the way they harmonize, the yeah. two of them. Oh, my gosh, I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. So I was singing um, IAIO once at, like, work. Yeah. And someone stops me and says, oh, how do you know that hymn? And I was like, well, what do you mean how I know that hymn? She goes, yeah, I'm from, like... I'm from Armenia. We used to sing that in church. No I was like, shit. What are you talking about? And she's like, "This is from a band, System of a Down." She goes, "Who is that?" And I was like, "Armenian." Oh. Yeah. And I played it for her. She's like, "Wow, no, I didn't. We used to sing like this, like progression." No kidding. Yeah. And I was like, "No, it was." I was like, I, I, that's the song. Either, yeah. It was either that or it was Ariel. Let me double check. But like one part of that was used. The like, light motif from it. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, we. How do you know that song?" I was like. How do you know this? How do you know this song? Too at the time, so I was like, "How do you not know this song?" Yeah, it's just moving down. It's like, oh, who's that's that? Wild. So she looked it up and she's like, "Oh, I love this." And I was like, "Awesome!" So it was a little around. Have I told you that my mother-in-law met them? Nope. What? Yeah, so my mother-in-law used to work for Make-A-Wish, and uh, one of the kids' wishes was to meet System of a Down, awesome. and so when Make-A-Wish I mean, yeah. does grants wishes, they send somebody there just as a representative. And yeah. It was my mother-in-law, and she knew I was such a fan, so I have an autograph <gasps> from Serge. Prize possession. Oh, um, and she just said, just like, and she hates this music, because I used to play System of a Down for her, and she, like, she's like, she just wants, like, the pop, and she's like, the screaming shit I hate. I'm like, that's fine. And she met them and she was like, they are the nicest fucking guys on oh, the planet. She I was like, Serge yeah. was so fucking kind. Like, they spent so much time with the kid, like, just had such a great time. And he got to be like on the side of the stage during the whole performance oh. and stuff. Got to chat with him for a while before. That's so, so great. Yeah, just one in the books for System. They're just like, I please put out a new album. Like, I know that please. the drummer's like a shithead uh, that, you d that Serge does not agree with politically, but like, Y'all just work together so well. I need a new album. Are we getting... Or how, how are we on time right now? Because this, so this will be our last one, for okay, sure. So um, if we were interested in making this a two-parter, there is one thing I want to add after this. It's a song we took off. Okay. But it's like showing the video explains a lot of... Like, people say, like, oh, what do you like? Like, this... That explains a lot of my time in California. Okay. So maybe we do music videos that were formative. Ooh. Okay. I dig oh, that. Because we're that from that era when music videos were, <laughs> yeah. like, important. <laughs> I love, I love the part two spin. Yep. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah. All right. So this is the last one, and then we'll wrap up here. So this was important to me. Gorillas in general are very important. As I mentioned earlier, Damon is a very important uh, musician for me. Yep. Um, mostly because 
I think hip hop for me was only what I was exposed to from my classmates. Is this um, Doom? MF Doom, yeah. Dude. Nice. So this is how this is how I learned about real hip hop. MF Doom is one of the most important hip hop artists to Rest me. Rest in peace, also. That's Rest in peace. That was one of the worst days when I found out he passed away. I didn't know so many people knew about him until like yeah, because I knew about him again. Toonami Dole Swim, the thing he did with Danger Mouse. Yep. So I knew. Yeah, him. Mad, yep. Mad, I was gonna do Mad Villainy, but I decided Gorillas were took precedence. So. Yeah, I mean, Gorillaz introduced me to so many good hip-hop artists. and like, Del the Funky Home Sabian? Oh, dude, holy shit. <laughs> Every time he shows up, it's the best thing. Uh, <laughs> so good. Every time. Yeah. Every and time. This whole album, front to back, is is fucking perfection. Yes. Also, Plastic Beach, too. Um, I just picked this one because it had more hip-hop influence over me. That's great. Um, yeah, like, I think I was just listening to what was ever was on the radio, hip-hop-wise. Um, but this album came out, and, like, all my friends and I were listening to this and that's when I started listening to MF Doom and I was like this was uh, just hip hop is so important to me so like and MF Doom has a lot to do with that so it's kind yeah. of funny hip hop came around to me a lot later I think yeah because of my aversion to thinking I was forced to do it so I was mm. like I'm not interested in this at all totally fair and then like, yeah. I, I came around ironically <laughs> I came around to hip hop well through a very roundabout way, but like Eminem and Aerosmith, and then oh, yeah. that that was like mixed through like Dr. Dre and how Dr. Dre pulled in a lot of funk. Because again, I played funk in high school, yeah. so how he pulled in a lot of Parliament stuff, and I liked the way he did that. So for me, it's always going to be Eminem, Snoop, and Dr. Dre, and like that's pretty much it. Everyone else is cool, but that's not for me. That's like that's the range of my exposure to it and then this yeah. stuff like I love this like chill stuff like this oh so good that whole Plastic Beach album have you listened to it yeah, oh dude that is a great just chill out <laughs> album so oh the I got into because of the lore of, oh, of the band love like, the, the lore the they built around the band is like perfect. what is happening like Clint East was one of my favorite songs because it's like what's what's going on right now yes. dude <laughs> yeah. and I love their music videos it's it's all it's always super unique I love that animation that they do like yeah. and like, they, like I love the the personality that each of the characters have yep. and that the the attention that they brought to all of their music videos on that. Just so great. Yeah, it's it's definitely a fun ride. Gorillaz is always a fun ride. I think I yeah. actually like looked up Dare the other day at work because so I was just like bored and had to it Alright. They're genreless and it's great. They are, yeah. And I highly recommend the new album. The new album's pretty good. Alright, as we wrap up, we get uh, one more rapid fire. Um, Zach, hit me. What do you got? Rapid Fire for what? just a favorite album or something that was formative that you loved. Ooh. Oh, uh, oh boy. Come on, come on, come on. All right, I'm gonna go Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh, excellent oh, choice. That's a good one. Calvin. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I wanted to do this. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, No More Idols by Chase and Status. D and B. That's okay. how I got into D and B. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and to wrap that up, uh, I'm gonna go Animals as Leaders, The Joy of Motion. <sighs> that's a great fast, one. percussive, intricate, and devoid of vocals. Yes. <laughs> Thank you again, once again, for Shazam for making us be able to find these bands. Oh my That's God, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so important. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This has definitely spawned a couple part twos and threes. We're going to hit yeah. music videos at some point next time. And Kiefer, thank you for joining with your official episode now. Yeah. Um, and Calvin. Uh-huh. 
Calvin McMaster Supreme on these videos, dude. He'll send us these as like promos, and I will spend time dying and laughing these entire time. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for You're all ready. the time and attention you spend with this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. It's so much fun. Enjoy the super long episode, everybody. Yeah. All right, so goodbye. Peace. <laughs>